Hello, this is Leslie Campbell to you from my front porch in the middle of the woods in Hockley, Texas. And I am talking with Christina, who is in her or our little pop-up studio. And this is Group Girls Unedited. That's right. And today we're um, going to be talking about um, the our experience with COVID-19 up close and personal. So what I mean by that is kind of, um, you know, either whether our family has been sick with it, whether, you know, you or I, Leslie, have been sick with it, um, you know, how has our – and also, for example, for me, that my husband um, – He's an ICU doctor, and so he had to. Well, we talked about it, and he decided to move out right. um, until I don't know, and I don't even know when. I don't know when he's going to be able to come home. Um, yeah, we haven't even talked about that. So, um, mm. so though these up close and personal experiences. Um, this is up close and personal. In fact, um, I was just telling you that on our last episode that recorded, (laughs) I feel like I sounded like a hot mess. Like you could hear the sound of my sweatpants and greasy hair through that episode. (laughs) Maybe we should have talked about, um, mentioned the tip of getting dressed in the morning (laughs) as if you are going somewhere. I, I am wearing yoga harem pants and a tank top. And I put this on this morning, and my husband says, oh, are you going somewhere? I said, oh, oh wow, have I looked so bad that you think that I'm dressed up? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, no, I look like I'm ready for yoga class. <laughs> Do you know, you actually had no makeup on, and you took a picture of yourself the other day, and I thought you looked gorgeous. You had it on oh, uh, Facebook. I was like, oh, look at her. She looks so pretty. I yeah. should have taken a picture on a weekday because I have to wear makeup for work in the morning. So we'll see if on today. Yeah, you are you know how to put on makeup. You do. Oh, thanks. Yeah, if I ever have to go anywhere, you know, uh, especially important, you're going to have to do my makeup. Oh, I'd love to. Yes. Ella's good at it, too. Yeah, I'll bet she is, yeah. She's watched yeah. you, Well, I've you let know. her play with makeup. Yes. Well, I've let her play with it since she was four, so. Yeah. She's had plenty of time to perfect the art. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so tell me about yeah. your experience. Well, you know, the first thing is um, when Raymond, my husband, moved uh, into a hotel um, three weeks ago. You know, we were trying to figure out, first of all, I, I didn't know how to broach the subject. I mean, you know, he hadn't said anything, and I was already thinking about it. Um, yeah. And wondering what was a good time. You know, as it was, uh, I knew that, um, you know, you you really can't tell if someone has the virus at first. Mm -hmm. So he could be either asymptomatic or presymptomatic. And he, at the time, the hospital he works at, um, they were in the process of, of developing their own test kit because you know, kids are, are, were uh, in short supply as they continue to be. So right. they had to wait. They had what are called uh, PUIs, which means patient under investigation. Many of the mm. patients, quite a few in the ICU, were PUIs. So 
they didn't know. Um, yeah. And then there were people that, you know, they could have thought um, didn't have COVID-19 who could have been positive for for it. So, you know, I would ask him about this and, you know, he would become stressed out about me asking. And we had a few fights about it, you know, where yeah. I it was important to me to talk about it. Uh, and then I I just, you know, and I finally explained you know, it's not that I'm afraid of getting sick, even though I am, but that's not the, the main thing here. The main the main point is that I said, you know, I can't afford for us to both be at an elevated risk for getting this virus when we have boys to raise. Wow. We yeah. have children we're still raising, and um, I don't want to die. You know, I don't want to be in the, you know, the at the point, you know, Italy has that 10% rate and, you know, China had a 2% rate and or higher. So, um, you know, my parents smoked, you know, while I was growing up and they were heavy smokers, my sister too. And I had this like lung, uh, I think I had a viral pneumonia when I was young. And so anyway, yeah. you know, I just thought, I don't know at what risk, you know, I would have. Um, and I, I just, I worried about getting really sick and not being around for our kids. So right. anyway, yeah, so he moved um, out. We finally, you know, we talked about it and he felt like, yes, I am I do feel like I'm putting you at risk. And my mom lives with us and she's in her 70s. Um, that yeah. was my other concern. So we talked about him staying in one of our bedrooms, um, but, you know, Ultimately, he decided to move to a hotel, and now he's staying with another doctor at a condo. Mm. And so, um, you know, my life is intimately impacted because I, I don't, um, I FaceTime my husband, and uh, we talk, you know, every night, and yeah. uh, you know, we talk about PPEs, and he gets annoyed when I talk about PPEs, which are personal <laughs> protective equipment. Yeah, I worry about the hospital running out, and I am spending time going online and looking for them, you know. And so, like, I, I finally spent hours and days finding coveralls, and I finally found wow. two boxes and spent almost four hundred dollars getting oh, fifty wow. disposable coveralls. Yeah. So Crazy. yes, so it's and now I'm looking for. Um, this other mask uh, for him, you know, you look like Darth Vader when you have it on. It's called Papper. Right. Yeah, it's like a question. Why are you having to find these things? Why are they not coming from the hospital? He has them at the hospital. My concern is with a surge. And if a surge comes and oh, the hospital okay. runs low, as you've seen on you know, social media with right. you know, New York, New Jersey, and other places with the surge, you know, there was a doctor who was handed a uh, baseball, like, rain poncho uh, when she mm. showed up for work in the ER in New York. Oh. And she shared that on Twitter and was like, is this yeah. a joke? It ended up in the New York Times. But, um, yeah, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm going to look out for him, right? Right. So uh, that's why. That's why I have bought things and gotcha. have been looking and um I just want I was just curious if his hospital was low on supplies so that's why I asked they they definitely are rationing the N95 masks 
Mm. Yeah, they are. They are rationing. They, you know, you can't use it the way that you used to. So, um, and most hospitals are doing that. They're definitely not the, you know, exception. Um, Most places are doing that. So, um, yeah. And, you know, at this point, I think what's, what's hard is, um, he came by, he was running the other day. The condo is not too far from our house and he came by, he ran and he, we were FaceTiming and he's like, I'm around the corner. So he ran Uh and he ran. And so Maddox, my youngest wanted to see him. So he ran up to the front door and stood outside. And uh, Maddox is jumping up and down and saying, I want a hug. Oh. So that was hard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad that he was able to at least do that. Well, you know, I just feel bad because, you know, Raymond can't get a hug from them. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's seeing me give them hugs. So that's hard. Yeah. And we don't know when. We don't know when he's going to be able to, you know, give them a hug. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, because he has COVID patients, obviously, in the, you know, in the ICU right now. Yeah. Yeah. But he was able to get a test, and uh, he tested negative. Um, That's But, you good. know, every time he goes back Stays in, I mean, there's exposure, so. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he's taking, uh, obviously, they, you know, they're taking all the precautions and um, his hospital is doing a great job um, taking care of them. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, about that. So your experience, um, you were, you mentioned in our last episode that um, your brother got a test. So he got sick. Now, what made him think that he might have COVID-19? Well, he, he came down with a fever and um, was having trouble breathing, um, very heavy breathing. And, of course, those are like the, the top two um, mm. signs. So um, when he first called, and, and I don't know if he called his doctor or if he called a hospital. I'm not exactly sure, but he was told to stay at home. Mm. And uh, so, of course, he did. And um, my brother has a history of childhood asthma. And so that is the big concern with him. Although he said that he kind of made it sound like in a way it was a bit of a blessing because um, he knows what it's like to feel like you cannot breathe. Hmm. He knows what it's like to not be able to take a full breath. And um, I remember as kids, um, he was in and out of the hospital a few times. I think we spent my ninth birthday in the hospital with him oh, wow. uh, for a bad asthma attack. Yeah, And um, so we had this little breathing machine that he would do these at-home breathing treatments with. And um, this machine is very old. It was my grandfather's. Um, my grandfather was a smoker. Uh, he eventually quit, but, you know, damage was done. Um, and uh, so... Um, after he died and um, when my brother started having asthma, my grandfather uh, passed the breathing machine along to him. And he still has that mm-hmm. to this day. And um, so over the weekend, he was doing his breathing treatments with his little breathing machine and pulled out his inhalers and has been using those. And he said that it's it's been helping a lot, which is good. And That's great news. Also, yeah. I think, 
I think because of my brother's history, he doesn't have the fear or um, just because he's, like I said, he's physically experienced that feeling before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just waiting on results right now. Um, so my curiosity mm-hmm. was that it seemed like he was able to get a test pretty quickly. So how did that happen? You know, I'm not entirely sure. So at first they said no. Um and I want to say it was maybe three or four days later that he was able to get the test. And, and I don't know details. Um, Did, because I his haven't doctor? really bugged him. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't bugged him for details uh-huh. because I just kind of, I know he doesn't feel well right now. Uh-huh. And I kind of feel like he's giving us updates every day. And I feel like he's letting us know what we need to know. Um, I'll probably get more details out of yeah, him, you I'd know, be what kind of passes. Um, so I don't know any details beyond what I've just told you. Okay. Um, and like I said, I haven't pressed him for it. Um, I don't want to use up his energy in that way. I'm kind of, you're sick, you don't feel well. I'll back off so we can text. If you want to share more, go with me, you can. You know, I just want to know, hey, you're okay. You know, yeah, you're okay. All right, good. No, that's good enough for me right now. Um, but because he had seen my parents the day before he started feeling sick, mm. um, they went and got tested as, as well. So do you so know, we're just waiting. Yeah. Do you know anything about how they were able to get tests? They had a doctor's appointment already scheduled mm-hmm. and my mom called to let them know that they had possibly been exposed mm-hmm. And to ask them if they would prefer them to reschedule. Mm-hmm. And they said to just come on in, that they would come out to the parking lot and give them a, a test. That's, so that, that that's amazing. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That worked out well for them. I wonder if the, if the private labs here in the Houston area are more, um, you know, whether they have more kits now, mm-hmm. uh, which would be great news too. because I know that Quest right. Diagnostic as well as, um, who's the other one, the private lab, big private lab? LabCorp. Uh, yeah, LabCorp. I knew that they were both um, getting their kits, you know, production cranked up so that they could yeah. do a lot more of it. Um, so I wonder if they did it through that, especially, I mean, if, if, if yeah. yeah, if it's private I practice, know. I imagine that's where they, you know, cause they didn't go to the County. They didn't go get in line. No. Right. So no. I imagine it was one of these private labs. So how and cool. And I believe that when my brother, um, someone asked, told my brother he could call the County and that might've been who he called first. And okay. they're the ones that told him to just stay home. It sounded like, um, Basically, unless you think you're dying, stay home seems Correct. to be the message yes. that I'm hearing. And it's also what I've kind of heard from other people that. Uh oh. Leslie? Yes. Oh, there you are. Okay, you had cut out. So Sorry. you were saying you had heard. Yes, um, I, I had heard similar stories from other people that I know that have been tested positive for the. Uh, virus and I believe that's three people that I know that have been tested and came up positive and basically they were told to stay at home as well although one was hospitalized for a short time but then he was later released and he's now been tested uh, again and came back negative so he's recovered um 
but it seems like unless unless you are extremely severe and uh, fearful of death, then stay home is kind of what people are told. I think they want to keep those ventilators and beds uh, freed up for the most severe cases. Right. You know, unless you have uh, a really difficult time breathing, you know, right. yeah, then, you know, they're really not wanting you to go there. So, right. which can be, uh, which can be scary, you know, um, mm-hmm. for people at home who are taking care of them and, well, and wondering, you know what I worry should, about I, should I, yeah. What about, you know, you hear reports of um, false negatives. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I told my mom, I said, okay, because before um, I had, I had been spending some time with my mother mm-hmm. before all this, we were pretty contained in our little bubble mm-hmm. created for ourselves before my brother had come to visit her. And um, I have, I had not been around my mom since she had seen my brother. So I was not at risk like mm-hmm. she was. Um, but I told her, I said, even if your test comes back negative, I think it would be smart <clears throat> for us to wait the full, you know, full 14 days right. before hanging out again, just, yeah. just in case, you know, I, I think fully that agree. I think that's prudent option. Yeah. I mean, what, why, what's, uh, yes. And I think that that kind of mindset, um, is needed right now. Right. So just I, I Yes. Yes. Why not? Because the consequences of you possibly, let's say you got it from her, of bringing it home, now mm-hmm. you have these clusters, right? Yeah. So um, that's the kind of thing that um, we, that, you know, health officials really want us to think about. Um, right. So, you know, my, my sister actually, we're pretty sure that she had the virus and she lives up in mm. Ohio. She was not able to get a test. She got sick two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago now. Um, and if you count, yeah, two and a half weeks at least now. So, you know, tests, again, they've been hard to come by. And so yeah. maybe now, you know, in her area, there are more tests available. But when she was, you know, feeling pretty awful, um, they were telling her no. And I went on the website, too, for Ohio and basically said, we are short. Unless you are short of breath, you cannot mm. breathe. You know, we we have nothing for you. So wow. um, there were five days that I was so stressed out uh, about her, about what was going to happen. I was so scared about her uh, getting worse. Um, I knew that yeah. the seventh day was when, you know, people in in certain areas of China ended up going to the um, going to the hospital, and then by t- day ten, if they weren't better, they were in the ICU. So, wow. you know, she was feeling steadily worse um, every day. You know, I would text with her to see, okay, what's your temperature? How are you feeling mm. now? Uh, what are your symptoms? Are you covering your mouth? You know, are you in your room? Um, and it was stressful because, um, even though she wanted to update me, she felt like I was also pressuring her in some ways, (laughs) um, because I'm so kind of, uh, you know, I'm just very detail oriented and I worry. And so, um, you know, if I saw her downstairs, I'm like, what are you doing downstairs? You know, you should be in a room. (laughs) Uh, you know, but she has See, and three I can kids. Be like that too, and I know it drives my family nuts. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, but I mean, she has three kids, and 
and one is, uh, you know, a five, a four-year-old, but she was being careful. She's like, I, yeah. I need to come down and do a load of laundry, you know? And so, yes, she was being careful, but, you know, I was, so the whole thing was, was just awful. I mean, because she was feeling so bad and, and then, and then her breathing, you know, had some issues. So then it was, oh my God, two days of not knowing, is she going to get worse? Yeah. Because her husband was sick at the same time. And he was Here's coughing what nonstop. I want to know, Christina. Yeah. So I know several people, and this includes myself and, and my husband, that were sick in January and February of this year. Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine, she had this terrible cough, uh, was sick for, for several weeks in, in January. And I remember her telling me, she, this thing just keeps hanging on. And she goes, it seems to have a two-week incubation period because every two weeks, a new person is sick. Mm-hmm. And um, I went and I I tested negative for the flu, negative for strep, negative for mono. Mm-hmm. And I was sick. I had a cough and I was sick for about two weeks. Um, it felt a bit like the flu, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. I started better, and then a couple of weeks after that, um, was feeling terrible again. Went back testing negative for the flu, and by that time, my husband was so well. And I think for him, it just like a really severe. Hey, Leslie, you're breaking up. Okay, <laughs> is this better? I think so. All right, try again. Okay. Yeah. So your husband was really sick. Yeah, he was really sick for a couple of weeks, and um, I don't know. It's all speculative, but what I would love is I really hope they can get some testing out to test for antibodies to see who has oh, had no. the virus because yes. I really want to know. Yeah. Is what I experienced, did I have this back in February? Did you my friends have, have yeah. this? It's, it's highly possible. Mm-hmm. And um, another interesting thing um, a friend of mine has a, um, I can't remember if she said it was a friend or a sister who uh, is a nurse. And she said that back in the Houston area, she said that back in, I believe, August, September, they had several patients that were coming in with these symptoms, fever, mm-hmm. not being able to breathe. And um, they had no idea what it was, mm-hmm. but they ended up treating them with um, a combination uh, of drugs, one of them being the malaria drugs that we've heard about. Really? Um, yes. Isn't that interesting? Oh, my gosh. That's really strange. Huh? It is. And that was in our area. And that was back before the fall or right at the beginning of fall. So, you know, I, it makes you wonder, how long has this thing been around? Yeah. I mean, we live, we have a big world, but also our world now is very small. Yeah. Um, international travel is the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have been coming and going, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the time. Um, there's a lot of business um, between America and, and, and China where we you know, believe that this originated. So, yes. Um, who's to say this hasn't been around for a while and it's just taking it, taking some time for it to, you know, take off. Yes. I, I'd want to know too. Um, I'd want to know too if, if you had it. And I think that for a mm-hmm. lot of people who weren't able to get tested, um, it's, it's a relief to know, 
You just yeah, want to know. Yeah, because then you can look out right. for, you know, is there reactivation, as we've heard some people talk about? Um, you know, are you are you immune now from getting it, you know, this version? Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's not going to be, you know, be a different uh, strain of the virus every season. Um, I know. Kind of like the flu. Totally yeah. Like the flu. So um, we can get it manageable like yes. the flu. Like, yes. like it'll probably always be here. I don't think it's going to ever be eradicated. But if we can at least get it to a manageable point yeah. and hopefully have a vaccine, yes. and even if it's like the flu, we have to get it year after year. Right. And I really, really, really hope that people will take it once it, it develops and out. Because I've already, you know, the conspiracy theorists are already coming out. I've heard everything from Bill Gates is putting tra- uh, tracking devices in the vaccine. Um, I've heard that. I've also heard that it's just another for government control, which I don't understand um, why people are so opposed to science. Yes. Um, (laughs) These aren't woo-woo things. You know, these are are things that you can look under a microscope and see what the fuck is on. You know, um, I wish this were just one big conspiracy and it was fake. And, you know, I'm sorry, folks. It's not. It's real. It's happening. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's a, and I think what's um, disconcerting and we'll, we'll wrap up what's just because your, your signal is kind of bad too. I don't know why it's mm. bad today. So what's disconcerting is, um, is not that there are conspiracy theories, which there have always been. Um, it's mm-hmm. to the extent that, that there are more and more people who believe it and it is creating uh, a so many rifts uh, in in our society, um, and the messages these these theories are getting passed around so much more easily now, and people make it fit their worldview, um, and that's what's troubling, right, about all of it. Um, well, you know, I really appreciate you sharing, Leslie, um, your experiences, um, you know, about the virus. Thank you and, too. Um, uh, I don't know what we'll talk about next time, but there's so much that we could talk about. Um, but the main thing is for people to, if you don't feel well, if you, um, you know, see your doctor, uh, talk to your doctor, if you have mental health, um, you know, some, uh, you know, you're experiencing some mental health problems from, you know, this quarantine and pandemic, talk to your uh, mental health specialist um, and stay safe. And we just want, yes. you know, we're talking about all of this so that people don't feel so alone, um, that uh, they, you know, we're another source of information and uh, we want things to be well uh, as much as everyone else. So here's our little, we're doing our little part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, girlfriend. Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.